Power Hour LSU Boom All night Let's freaking go! From a fan perspective, this is a great day. My phone has been lit up that Corey Raymond, one of the best assistant coaches in LSU history, has come back to Baton Rouge. I need you in the live chat or if you're in a podcast version, doesn't matter if you're on iTunes, Spotify, tag me on social media at Power Hour LSU or at Carter the Power. Let me know how you feel about this. Okay. I, like you, am excited that a man who is beloved by LSU administrators, former LSU players, some of which I speak to uh, to this day, um, Boosters, they have wanted this for quite some time. Heck, it was after the Florida State game that my live chat was filled. My text messages were filled. We need to get Corey Raymond back. But there is an Instagram comedian. His name is Number One Guido. And he says, I'm a numbers guy. I know I didn't get do his accent as well. But I am a numbers guy. I am also a film guy. And I'm here to tell you, that number one, at this time, it has been reported by Wilson Alexander that the deal has not been finalized. Okay. This is also something that the LSU media, the people that follow LSU, really want to happen. Players really want this to happen, right? Because they hear how big of a deal Corey Raymond is. They've recruited, Corey's recruited some of the DBs that are on this team right now. He's already got relationships with players that are on this team right now. He's got relationships with coaches that are on this team right now. But you guys come here, even though I am an LSU fan, you guys come here for my objective opinion on the staff and on everything LSU. So I'm going to give it to you right now. I am in the middle on this hire. Of course, I feel as if there could be a resurgence of DBU. But let's run through some facts before we get into the numbers of Corey Raymond potentially coming back. And by the way, there is another assistant coach that has been hired as a potential on-field staffer who could be just as important as Corey Raymond in many ways. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a second. The first thing is understanding that Corey Raymond and Brian Kelly have already parted ways. Okay. This is different than Blake Baker because Blake Baker parted ways as a linebacker coach. He is back now as a defense coordinator. Corey Raymond's coming back for his same role. Okay. Um, maybe there is more to his role that we don't know about just yet. But at this point in time, Corey Raymond's going to come back and probably be the cornerback coach. At LSU. So he's already part of ways with LSU and he is coming back. The second thing here is understanding that the end of the Corey Raymond tenure at LSU wasn't great. It, it, it just was not great. Um, once again, 
let's just run the numbers. And I'm going to show you the stat that I look at more than anything else. Now, I do look at EPA. I do look at the tape. I do look at pretty much every stat that you can think of. But the easiest one for all of us to understand is a stat called yard per play. And since we're looking at pass defense, which is your main role as a defensive coordinator, as a defensive backs coach, let's take a look at yards per pass attempt. Okay. So um, I see a lot of people use total yards. I don't like using total yards. I also don't like using national stats for quite a few reasons. Um, and we can get into that at some later date, but yard per pass attempt, comparing it to your conference foes. And as you can see on the screen, it is there for you to see. This is power five adjusted numbers as well. Florida was last in the SEC last season in yards per pass attempt at 8.8. Okay, so let's take a look at the 2022 numbers. 2022, Florida was 12th, all right? I'm showing this on your screen. If you're listening to this via podcast form, that's okay as well. Florida was 8.2 yard per pass attempt. That is 12th in the SEC in 2022. 8.2. That was a full yard point two worse than LSU um, in 2022. All right, let's go to 2021. LSU uh, under Corey Raymond Stulich was 7th in the SEC. Obviously, that's not bad. That's okay. 7.7. Of course, uh, a lot of that was uh, the scheme changing towards the end of the season. And then, of course, in 2020, we were 9.7 yards per play, one of the worst marks ever, um, yard per pass attempt. And if you want to know the national numbers for this, in 2023, that was good for 102nd at Florida. 2022, that was good for 90th at Florida. In 2021, that was good for 69th at LSU. And in 2020, it was 76th out of 81 schools, of course, but the COVID year. Now, like many of you, I don't care so much about the LSU season in 2020, right? COVID year, obviously, uh, after the national championship season, there was a lot of change. And I know what a lot of you are going to say. Well, Carter, look, that wasn't Corey Ringman. Okay. That is more so the defensive coordinator. He didn't call the defense. Okay. And I get that. But what I would also tell you is it is interesting that that has been the case with, what, four different defensive coordinators. Okay. And it doesn't matter who the defensive coordinator is. The last four seasons, the LSU statistics have not been great. Okay. Now, what I would ask you is if you weren't an LSU fan and you saw those yard per pass attempt numbers, and by the way, if you want to use total yards, the numbers are pretty similar as well. You would say, wow, this this is interesting. I wouldn't think that a school like LSU would be excited about someone who has had secondaries in the last four seasons amongst the worst in all of college football. Okay? So, look, there are a lot of different factors that go into it. But the numbers do say what they do. I do not think Corey Raymond is that bad of a defensive coordinator. There were some really bad DCs he was paired with in particular in 2020 and in 2022. Um, but the truth is, the secondary numbers are the numbers, okay? So, look, 
I am excited about this from an LSU fan perspective. I do think he's going to be a good defense coordinator at LSU or, or defensive backs coach at LSU because I am an optimist. And I also think Blake Baker will get the secondary playing to where they need to play because I saw what Missouri's DBs did last year. and They were really freaking good. Um, you know, they really only got lit up by Jane Daniels and who didn't. Um, I, I feel pretty good that we're going to be good in the defensive back room. And look, we're going to have the best you know, defensive line coaching pairing in the country next year with Bo Davis and Kevin Peoples. But what I would also tell you is hopefully tomorrow I did get confirmation. Um, we will be going live at 5 p.m. tomorrow. LSU men's basketball tips off at 6, so just be wary of that. Um, at 5 p.m. tomorrow, we will go live, and I'm actually going to have someone whose job it is to grade hires, Okay. And his sole focus is assistant coaches. So we're going to have him on the channel. His name is Dave Bartu. He's a friend of mine. Um, we haven't confirmed confirmed it, but he said he would love to come on tomorrow. We just got to get all the logistics uh, paired out. And eventually he will join us. And he is one of my best friends, one of my longest uh, tenured friends in all of college football. And the smartest mind in all of college football. And he's going to give us the um, – he's going to give us the truth. Okay? Now – um, you know, I, I, I do think this is true as well. I'm just telling you what the numbers tell you. That's not how I feel 100,000%. Okay. I would also tell you this, that recruiting is going to get a bump. I would also tell you this. He is a better defensive backs uh, coach than what we had at LSU. Um, a guy in Robert Steeples who personally people loved being around, but he had never really been a defensive backs coach. And then a guy like Kerry Cooks, who Oklahoma, he had elite recruits and never really had them performing at a high enough level. Okay? So the, the, the truth here is he is an upgrade over what we have. And he is going to be hungry to make it work here the school that he would love to coach at more than anybody else that's out there. So I am pretty excited about him coming back. Okay. Let's go to Mikey, our first super chat of the evening. We also welcome in Sibley Malone. Malone, welcome to the channel. Hope you hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. Okay. Um, Stats guy before Bush was there, what was the stats? And then after Bush got there, also after 2020 teams were bad. Okay, so Coach Bush, um, I think you're referring to the former safeties coach uh, at LSU. So I, I will say this, and, and this is where I would disagree with a lot of people um, out there about the 2019 secondary at LSU. The 2019 secondary at LSU was very good, Okay. I don't want to hear that the 2019 team was bad. Corey Raymond did a great job with that secondary. Um, so, yeah, I don't think the 2019 LSU defense was really that bad at all. If you actually run the numbers, um, and look, um, I highly recommend everyone go back and listen to our interview with Patrick Queen. I actually pressed him on that. And he shared a bunch of interesting anecdotes from that season that weren't that wasn't out there already. And, and it's not like the Joe Burrow fight stories or anything like that. He shared a few things behind the scenes um, to share with you why the defense struggled at times during that season. The LSU secondary only had a few bad games that year, Texas and Alabama. 
Okay. So 2019 LSU, the secondary was really good. All right. So I don't care what anyone says. We were fourth in yard per pass attempt. And we shut down Jalen Hurts. We shut down Trevor Lawrence. Shut down Jordan Love. <laughs> shut down Kalamond at Texas A&M. The only thing was they had rough games on the road. Uh, they got lit up by Texas. That was a bad game, but it was the second game of the season in 95-degree weather. And then we were shut down by uh, a wide receiver who won the Heiser Trophy, who was a wide receiver number three on that team, and Tua. So, you know, I, I don't really care, and it was one bad half uh, versus Alabama um, uh, with very conservative coaching for Meta Orgeron. So the 2019 secondary was really good, okay? I don't care who was on the staff. And Corey did a really good job with that group. Um, 2020, like I said, I, I I give him a bunch of leniency with that group, with COVID, coming off the national championship season. Don't really care about the struggles there. It's just the three years after that, okay? And look, if it is true that the defensive backs coach doesn't have as much of an impact on the scheme – and it is the defensive coordinator's job to make sure the scheme is right and we're not getting lit up like Corey Raymond secondaries got lit up these last four seasons, then it's not a big deal. Um, th th then I would love that. I would love nothing more than that. But I'm just telling you what the numbers say about the passing defenses on the last four defenses that Corey Raymond coach. But I would also tell you this, the recruiting at the defensive back position is probably going to get better. And the former players coming back to LSU, they're going to be so excited about this. The Jamal Adams of the world is going to be really excited about this. Dante Jackson's, the Derek Stingley's, they're going to be very pumped up about it, and they're going to be even hungrier to get on the phone with these recruits and say, this is where you need to be, okay? Then the next thing that, we, that, that I've not referenced yet is when this gets finalized, I do think it'll get finalized, Um when it gets finalized, we actually have a defensive backs coach. So now we can get these transfers in and get the ball rolling. And look, ultimately, their opinions are the one that's going to matter. All right. So I, I do think Corey's going to be a fine defensive backs coach because I think there are so many elite coaches around him that he'll be great. Okay. Um, you know, Austin Armstrong was a 29-year-old defensive coordinator for Florida last year who is very green, right? Very creative with the splits packages, comes from, you know, a Georgia tree, a very heavy simulated pressure team. Um, and then the year before, Patrick Tony was just not a good defensive coordinator for Florida, okay? And then, you know, we get into Durante Jones and all of that. So, look, there's a lot of, you know, built-in excuses for why the secondary and, and those defenses weren't that good. Um, but I, I'm just telling you what 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 the numbers say. Okay, so I would I would grade this higher a B. Okay, I, I would I would give it a solid B. I I I think he's going to be good. I think we're going to recruit really well. But we'll see what happens. Okay, now let's get to some more of your questions. Once again, if you want your question answered first, please super chat. We welcome in um, fantastic funky bunch, LA mom. Brian, I totally agree with you there. The Master Blaster is in here. It's going to be a very popular show. Um, let's go to Carolina Bulldogs. Welcome to the channel. 
you have to look at the last uh, few defensive coordinators he's been under. Been under. Let's be honest. Yeah, I would say Blake Baker is better than all of them by um, a, a a a wide margin. Okay, it is not official. Okay. By the way, John makes a good point. Nothing is official until LSU tweets out that it's official. Okay. One more thing I would include about this. All right. You know, I got a call from a, a very prominent individual last night uh, that Corey Raymond was going to happen. I have stayed away uh, from any kind of reporting on this, okay? Because it's just been rumored for months now, right? Um, so I, I'm just sharing with you what most of the other LSU media members have reported up to this point. I hope it. I hope it happens. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited as an LSU fan that Corey's coming back. Uh, so let's, let's see where we go now. All right. Let's go to Kevin. Uh, this very well could be the best recruiting staff that LSU has ever had. Okay. Which is crazy to think about considering, um, Ed Orgeron is, one of the best recruiters of all time. Brad Davis, Bo Davis, Frank Wilson, who is the greatest LSU recruiter of all time. Um, well, Nick Saban, but he is the greatest recruit. Nick Saban is the best recruiter of all time. The best LSU recruiter of all time is Frank Wilson. I don't think there's much of a debate on that. Cortez Hankton, Corey Raymond, obviously Corey's a legendary recruiter. Joe Sloan, Kevin Peoples, Blake Baker, those are recruiting dudes. And obviously, Joe Sloan just hit the best recruit of all time at LSU, which is Bryce Underwood. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're cooking. This is obviously a good day to be an LSU Tiger fan. Okay? Now we go to Michael, who says, who the heck is Jake Olsen? So, this is a safeties coach um, or a potential defensive coach reported by Bill Embody at On3. Uh, that Jake Olson, who was once on LSU staff, Broadwater, Missouri, by Blake Baker. Um, I just know this Blake Baker really wants Jake Olson to be a part of this staff, okay? Um, which makes sense coming up from Missouri and all of that. This is a guy that I don't know a whole lot about. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always going to be very open about what I know and what I don't know, okay? Um, I, I'm, I'm excited uh, about you know, Blake building his staff the way that he wants it to be built, okay? Blake's obviously got a relationship with Corey, so that's obviously going to help out uh, this entire transition. But if we are being honest here, all right, if we were going to go down the list of every defensive staff member that has been hired, I will give you my grades on them here in just a moment, okay? Um, let's go to Chef. 22504, 199 Super Chat, appreciated. If all 392 of you, plus all our Facebook viewers and Twitter viewers, were to uh, hook it up with the $2 Super Chat, I'd be a very happy man. Uh, I'd be making that that uh, that Blake Baker salary. Huh? 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 Are we even in the mix for Jabbar Muhammad? All right. This is the sexiest name in the transfer portal. He was the number one corner on a team that went to a national championship game, and he is a very good corner. Okay, there's no other way around. He's a really good player. Uh, 
I would give him number one <laughs> as well. Uh, the, the single digit number one is open. I would wait to give that out to a number one corner. It should be on a corner. Okay. Um, I would be very open to it. But I would also say it's unlikely at this point. But maybe Corey can get on the phone and get that done. One thing I do think about Corey Raymond is we're about to hit some home runs in the portal. Okay. There's nothing like this new higher feel. And we're about to get a boost in recruiting, about to get a boost in donations. Um, and I think that's going to go a long way. I'm just telling you this right now. There are a lot of people that are in the realm of Scott Woodward who really want a Corey Raymond to be back. Okay. This was one of these situations where Corey being a tiger, being on the staff for forever, people forget that Corey was on the staff before being a DB coach at LSU as a non on field coach. All right. This is something that, uh, that, that some very powerful people wanted to happen. Okay. They are going to be thrilled that he's back. And that means. That means some positive momentum is about to come. Okay. Now, this would be the next thing. Can we develop like we used to? Now, here's what a lot of you are going to say. Well, Carter, you're supposed to be a thousand percent A plus on this hire. And as a fan, I am. Okay. One of some of my most romantic times of LSU football was when Corey Raymond was on staff. I enjoyed that 2022 into the Leonard Fournette era from 14 to 16. I enjoyed those teams. Those were fun teams. Okay. Then him being a part of the greatest team of all time. That's really good stuff. Okay. But, you know, I, I'm also going to give you how I honestly feel about things at the same time. Okay, let's go to Jeremy with the Super Chat. I appreciate it, Jeremy. Any topic that you want to get to, let's get to it. Now, Chef22504, What this live stream today was supposed to be about Trey Amos. Now, um, let's go to Jeremy who follows up here. He wants us to go get the players. All right, so... Based on what I can tell you, of the players who have potential LSU leans, so take Jabbar Muhammad out of the equation, Trey Amos is someone that I would really want to be a part of the LSU secondary. Now, I understand he picked Alabama over LSU last year, and it sucked. And as someone who did a 20-minute film study on Trey Amos last year, you would be shocked at how many Alabama fans trashed me in the Twitter comments, in the YouTube comments, saying, thanks for the film study. Thanks for all your hard work here. And it sucked because the film study centered around Trey Amos guarding a wide receiver by the name of Tank Dell. Now, you might not know who that is, but Tank Dell was one of the best rookie wide receivers in the NFL with the Houston Texans this year. And Trey Amos 
stood his ground versus one of the best route running wide receivers you will ever see in college football. So he's battle tested. And the Alabama secondary this past year was good. It was so freaking good. They have two corners that are going to go in the first couple of rounds. They had the best safety, true freshman safety since Jamal Adams, potentially, since Grant Delpit, potentially, in Caleb Downs. Okay. Um, it was a tough secondary to play on. They had Key, a transfer from UAB, who was a really good player for them. It was hard to play on that Alabama secondary. And he's coming over after getting coached by Nick Saban for a year, the best defensive back coach arguably ever as a head coach. And he got coached by T-Rob, who is now the new uh, defensive backs coach at Georgia. Trey Amos is really high on my list. Okay. Now, I didn't watch every second of every Alabama game. But at this point, at least he's played a lot. At least he's played high-level football versus NFL players. Okay. I am on board the Trey Amos train. All right. I still think he can play. I still think he's got juice. I still think he would love to play for LSU. Don't know him personally. So, Trey, if you're watching this, feel free to shoot me a DM. Let me know you're interested. And, well, <laughs> we we, we got to make this happen. Got to get some got to get some DBs in that have played. That's nothing against the DBs that we've already brought in. Okay. I mentioned a DB's name. From Pachatula recently. Um, ironically, TJ Finley entered the portal again today. Um, Amarion Walker in Michigan. I would also be open to that because Amarion Walker still has a lot of juice left in the tank. The dude is a freak athletically, but he's also a guy that's not really played a whole lot. All right. So. Amos was ahead of Ricks on the Bama depth chart. Yeah, so I'll touch on the Des Ricks thing. Um, uh, soon. Let's go to Michael Ray. Thank you for the super. It really goes a long way. Split DB coach or one-man show, which makes sense. Ooh-wee. I, I prefer them get split up. I do. Okay. Uh, what corners do and what safeties do are completely different things. Um, but honestly, I, I just think Blake Baker is going to get us back to where we need to get. And, you know, I, I, I also, to, to, what, to the point a lot of you are making, that this defensive coordinator is going to be the best that Blake Baker's worked with or the best that Corey Raymond's worked with in years, at least since Dave Veranda, who, to me, is still the best defensive coordinator ever at LSU uh, by a wide margin, if you ask me. So, really excited about that. So, there you go. Now, um, you know, I, I know there are quite a few of you that would say, well, I don't really want them to get split up. How's that going to work out? I don't know. I really don't know. But I also think, for me, I'm really freaking excited that our pass rush is going to get better. I also think at this point, we don't need a corner as much as we need defensive tackle help. And if we don't get DT help, we're in a lot of trouble. Now, it was nice to see Jacoby and Guillory announce today that he's not going to the NFL draft. Well, I, I don't think that really shocked a whole lot of people. Um, 
but it is good that he will be back. And right now he's our best defensive tackle. And, you know, Jacobian to me is more of a DT three than he is a DT one, if that makes sense. Um, so we need help there. We do. Let's go to Scooby. Don't expect a big change in the secondary until we develop a front seven that can pressure a QB. That was key to all our great secondaries. Uh, kind of true. Uh, you know, a, a, ironically, a lot of our great defenses were a byproduct of the blitz packages, not so much of the one-on-one individual pass rushers, right? Um now, we did have some good pass rushers, but a lot of our great defenses were the beneficiaries of exotic uh, defensive formations and blitz packages, right? Go to the 2018 Aranda defense where the leading sack guy was Grant Delpit, right? So, you know, I we, we don't need an elite, elite pass rush, but we do need something. So I am in agreement with you there. And we also, as a defensive line, and maybe uh, there are a lot of pass rush coaches out there, maybe we need to bring in more help with pass rush moves and all of that. Uh, Because there are a lot of individual pass rush coaches um, out there because I felt this past season we could have been a little bit more creative with our pass rush move plans. and that's what made a lot of pass rushers at LSU so unbelievably good, like an Arden Key. Um, but we'll see. James says, Marion Walker went to Ole Miss according to 247. All right. He's Tiger Bait now. Uh, if that is indeed true, I, I didn't see that yet. So there you go. Trey Amos from New Iberia. Raymond is also from New Iberia. There's a good connection for you. Westgate stand up. New Iberia. I think also home of Josh Jurassic, one of my favorite all-time LSU Tigers. I knew Josh. Lost his number. So, Josh, if you're watching this, please hit me up, man. Freaking loved him. Living in the same apartment complex building with him. All-time great performance versus um, Jadamian Clowney as a left tackle on three days' notice. I'll never forget that. All-time great performance. I will always put that up there with some of the best performances we have ever seen at LSU. Okay. So there you go. Uh, James, thank you for that, uh, that notice. Ooh, this is interesting. Dante Robinson released from his Texas NLI. There you go. We say hi to Cassie from Tennessee. Always good to see you, Cassie. And uh, LD88 says tackling and technique must be addressed first. I see Chance in here as well. Uh, I think Jules, Mick, CJ, Silver Charm. Uh, Jared, what's up? Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, um, you can go to Twitter and see the uh, the video of me sh- uh, showing this, uh, this, this T-shirt. Actually, uh, I was going to put my Jamal Adams uh, jersey up here, but I forgot. I kind of want to because I know he's really pumped up about today. 
Uh, there's not many people that love Corey Raymond as much as Jamal Adams loves Corey Raymond. So excited about that. Would love to have President Ball back on campus soon. Because if there was someone that by definition got that dog in him, it is President Maul, Jamal freaking Adams. We need some Jamal freaking Adams on our secondary. Okay? So there you go. Now, this is uh, on our Twitter profile. He says, uh, this is actually from Jeremy. You super chat earlier. I'm going to give him a pass on recent years under really bad defense coordinators. He still put players in the league, so development was there. Recruiting can't be argued. So there you go. There he is right there, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Didn't they give up 40 to Vandy? All right. Doug makes an interesting point. Doug, we still got to go get those cheesesteaks soon. Inside joke for you, PHL legends. I think Corey got upset when Dave Verena brought in help. Lost his way. Yeah, that is that is true. Okay. Um, so, there you go. Johnny Five's like, Corey Raymond will make a difference. Okay. Let's see here. Uh... Is this stream going to be about crapping on Corey Raymond like AYS was? Okay, when did I ever trash him? I was just sharing numbers. Now, I can understand numbers can hurt the feelings of some people, and that's okay. I understand a lot of you get very protective over um, some some coaches and, and all of that. Hey, that's perfectly fine. But if you can't handle it, then I might not be for you, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. All right. Uh, sorry, I'm not able to get to every single one of your questions, uh, but we were. we're I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer everyone um, as quickly as I possibly can. Okay. Uh, might not get to all of them, though, if we're going to be honest, because it's going to be a very popular stream. Jared, thank you so much for your super chat. I really appreciate you as always. Um, offensive question. We're heavy in that wide receiver room. And Ryan Williams, I heard, is visiting. You think Brian Kelly is going to let Sloan and Hankton cook with. 10 and 11 personnel, five wide receiver sets. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll address this. You have to provide context with the numbers. So if you go back and listen to everything I said, I did. I, I provided as much context as I possibly could, including the defensive coordinators weren't that great, including the 2020 numbers aren't as important to me even defended people trans in the 2019 secondary. I included all of that. Okay. I included all of that. All right. But the numbers are still the numbers. All right. And I will save one last little thing on this until a little bit later. Once again, I gave the hire a B. All right. Happy with it from a fan perspective. First thing I said, this is a big deal. This is a big freaking deal for a lot of people that have played for the school, okay? So I, I'm here to give you the full picture, all right? Now, I'll tell you this. In my PHL Discord, the opinions were a lot more mixed on this. Uh, so I'll move to the offensive side of the football, and then we'll get right back to Corey in just a second, okay? Offensive question. We're heavy in the wide receiver. 
do you think Brian Kelly is going to let Sonny Hank to cook with 10 and 11? Uh, so obviously 11 personnel is a uh, one running back, one tight end set, for those that don't know. Um, a 10 personnel set, so what these numbers mean is the amount of running backs and wide receivers that are on the field at one time. So 10 personnel is a four wide receiver set. Now, Michael has been listening to me for a while, so I get where you're going with this question. So when Joe Sloan was at Louisiana Tech, his teams used more 10 personnel than most teams at the group of five level. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, he ran a lot of four wide receiver sets. Um, so I would say no, because Mason Taylor is a really good player for us. Could we see more 10 personnel? Yes. Especially if you play a lot of trade as green, potentially over Mason Taylor next year, you, you're going to split him out wide more and you're going to run more 10. Um, but with 11 personnel grouping, if that makes sense. Um, now if Ryan Williams comes in, he might be your alpha from day one because he's a five-star wide receiver, and he is obviously making a choice pretty soon. Now, Michael, what a lot of people would say about Ryan Williams committing to LSU is, well, we got too many wide receivers already committed. Well, I will tell you this. Name the alpha. Name the guy that you feel a 1,000% certain is the alpha in the wide receiver room next season. If I were to give you an answer right now, it would definitely be Kyron Lacey because he has shown alpha tendencies. The Auburn game had alpha written all over him, okay? But obviously with the drops and a lot of other things, it's it's tough to feel a 1,000% certain that he's going to be the alpha. So if Ryan Williams wants to commit, I think you got to leave a roster spot open. And this is something I mentioned last night on AYS is something I've mentioned recently on the show and in the discord. This is a year where numbers actually do matter. Now, when I reference numbers, it's the total amount of players, the full 85 amount of scholarship players you are allowed to have on a team. Okay. So if that's the case, then guess what? We're in a good spot. If we don't get Ryan Williams, because we don't have to worry about numbers as much. We're already at a numbers crunch. But if he does want to commit, you're going to need to open up roster space. All right. And there are a lot more needs than wide receiver. OK. Um, so there you go. And if there is a high profile transfer that wants to come in uh, to LSU, whether it be an offensive lineman or whatever, um, you want to give yourself the flexibility that you need um, to, to, to stay 85 and under on that spot. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm open to Ryan Williams. I am. Okay. And once again, one thing that I am not huge on is, well, I'm not the smartest when it comes to recruits and their visits. Okay. I've heard that Desmond Ricks has declined his visit to LSU. Best of luck to him, if that's the case. Let's go to Sibley. Carter, if Mason did not get an agent, he can return to LSU because of the Davis hire. Does he have an agent? I don't know. I do not know. Okay. Once Mason declared, I've, I've focused a lot of my attention on 
all the news that was going on. And then, of course, the Nick Saban news. So I've not so much focused on who has an agent and who doesn't. Um, obviously, Mason coming back would be massive for our defense. But I think he's going to go to the NFL. And I think he's going to be a good NFL player if he is fully healthy and ready to go. Because Mason, at the end of the season, was amazing in the fourth quarter versus Texas A&M and Wisconsin. Okay? Forced two massive turnovers when we needed them. Okay? So... Uh, there you go. Now, it is interesting because Mason Smith uh, did have NIL deals while it was at LSU. And he still went to the NFL. So if he's ready to make that jump, go for it. You also got to keep in mind when he was amazing as a true freshman, um, his mind was set on three and out, Right. I think even Ed Orgeron mentioned that in the press conference that he was going to be three and out. Okay. Um, I still believe another year would have done him some good, but best of luck to him. All right. Best of luck to him. Ray says, I just got done listening to how schools, specifically P5 SEC schools, use in-state tuition and NILs to substitute scholarship offers limits to get more talent coming in without worrying about limits. Yeah, I mean, if you, you could circumnavigate. So once again, the 85 scholarship limit, a scholarship, of course, covers your basic needs um, as a student. And, you know, if you're paying a kid 100K to come, why, why do they even need a scholarship? I don't know. All the details with that. Will scholarship numbers just be made up numbers if everything's going to be covered by NIL anyway? And, you know, imagine a, a, a world where a five star is on your team, but he's officially listed as a walk on because he's technically paying his own way into the school. If that's allowed. Huh? 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 Uh, let's go to TJ. I think if we pair Corey with the high-end safety coach, we'll be okay. At this point, it looks as if Jake Olson would be the safeties coach, and uh, he'd be coming in with Missouri. Let's go to Johnny Five. We have too many good tight ends to move to a four-wide receiver set. I would agree with that. Um, and most notably, Mason Taylor is a really good football player. Okay. Milky said, do players in portal count as roster spots? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know how the scholarship numbers work um, with that. But what I can also tell you, Milky, is if a player does go into the portal – the thing that's interesting about scholarships, all right, they are one-year contracts, okay? When you sign up for a scholarship, all right, it is a one-year deal. The school can take away your scholarship at any moment until you sign for the next year, all right, until the next year kicks in, however that works. So... I guess if you go on the portal, you can technically say, oh, well, we, we, we're not taking you back. 
Okay. We're not taking you back. Go to LD88. He says, I can't remember a time in the past 20 years that LSU fans had to digest so many exciting news in a two-week period. Well, yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy, especially when there hasn't been a head coaching change. Okay? Now, next thing. I do want to do this. Giving out some Jaden Daniels Prince tonight. If we get to a hundo in supers, we're going to give out some Jaden Prince. Jaden Daniels with the Heisman Trophy. He doesn't know this yet, but I'm actually sending this out to a man who has super chatted in, I think, like, I don't know, uh, a lot of streams in a row. And this is going to go to Jared Addison, my friend Jared. Thank you so much. Longtime PHL. He's the first ever person, I believe, to join the Discord, or one of the first. So, Jared, congratulations. You got yourself a Jaden Daniel Sprint. It's going to look absolutely wonderful on your work desk. Let's go to Jesse. Do you think Perk will be used more as a pass rush um, in the pass rushing game versus Blake? Uh, with Blake Baker? Yeah, sure. I believe so. I think I think I think Harold Perkins is about to really be unleashed. Uh, as well, we say hi to Pegasus, Big Al, Mick, a lot of PHL OGs in here. Uh, let's give out some more stuff here coming up. I'm hoping Corey, uh, Corey's poor showing at Florida may have had something to do with this heart, maybe not being into it. Okay, this is what I would say about the Florida Gator culture. All right. Now, is some of this coming from a place of hate? Yes. There is no school in the SEC I despise more than Florida, which is why I've often said the LSU-Florida game is the most visceral game on our schedule, right? Because it became natural. It was never a forced rivalry. It just kind of happened. And whether it's a shoe throw or guys running the wrong way, there's all these big, chaotic, crazy things that have happened in this game. But I have always found the Florida Gator culture to be rancid, okay? That might come off really strong, but it's it's just evident, right? It is insane, like, how many times they no-show for bowl games. They, they just complete no-show for bowl games. They get blown out, all right? And it is also amazing to me, and we've had this recently happen with the player Elias Ricks went to Alabama. Two Florida Gator players transferred to arch-rival schools, and they were starters at their previous schools. Now, we've seen that happen with Mississippi State and Ole Miss. A few Mississippi State players are transferred to Ole Miss. It's not unique to Florida. But, man, there were times last year where I felt like Billy Napier's heart wasn't in it. He was already burnt out. Schedule's too tough. Guys fully not bought in. Coaches leaving. Coaches being fired. These things happen at all schools. So, 
I think when Corey was at Florida, he began to realize how good he had it at LSU and how much he missed it at LSU. And I do think that that pay, played such a big role in him potentially getting this job back once it's signed, sealed, delivered. To the point where he changed his Twitter bio to DBU. That let him know how badly he wanted to be back. Okay. Florida ran Dan Mullen out of town. The recruiting at Florida became so tough for him. And this sounds like I'm just absolutely trashing the Gators program. I kind of am right now. But I'm just telling you what I see. Okay. I think Armstrong could be a good defense coordinator. I think Florida has some of the best NFL players over the past couple of decades. Some of the best running backs, some of the best receivers, you name it. Arguably the best career of the past two decades is Tim Tebow's. I'm just telling you from the outside looking in, Florida is a tough place to coach. It's a really, really tough place to coach. Okay. Julie, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you um, as much as anyone on here. LA mom, she came to the last PHO get together. I really appreciate that. So there you go. But maybe I'm wrong about Florida. Corey wants to talk about Kalen DeBoer. We've not talked a whole lot about that here on PHL. So here's what I'm going to do, Corey. If you do Super Chat, I'll tell you all my thoughts on Corey or, or, or Kalen DeBoer. But I'm going to stick on the LSU topic uh, for right now. But in just a second, I'll give you my thoughts. I'll go straight into it, though. Um, is, uh, if you do Super Chat. Okay, uh, let's see. I'll take a few more here on Corey. Okay. Kevin says this whole season was horrible, though. I don't know who you're referencing here. I might be missing that. Are there any safety coaches with strong LSU ties? I think the safety coach um, will be Olsen. I do. Okay. Big shout out to Louisiana Controls, LouisianaControls.com. Jules coming in hot. I feel like these coaching hires are more Scott Woodward picks than Brian Kelly. Um, I, I would disagree with that because the head coach is going to know the staff more than anything else. Okay. Now, what I what I would also tell you, Jules. Is could Scott Woodward be telling Brian Kelly, hey, this is the way we want to go? Sure. Okay. A lot of these hires are former LSU guys. And that would align with how boosters would feel, how Scott would feel about this. Um, but BK still has to sign off on basically anything. Obviously, Scott and the board officially have a stronger word than Brian Kelly as they are his boss, but essentially Brian Kelly has a lot of power. So I, I don't think 
BK would have just hired someone just for the sake of hiring them. But I could be wrong on that. You 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 might be onto something there, Jules. You might be. But I will never really know that. But what I would also tell you, Jules, is Scott is a very successful hands-off guy, right? You know, when Kim Mulkey and Jay Johnson both won their national championships, they didn't thank Scott Woodward alone. They also specifically stated that Scott Woodward gets the F out of their way and let them do what they want to do. And both of them have two completely different personalities, two completely different ways of how they handle their business. Um, and that shows you that Scott's probably going to let BK do what he wants to do. Um, but could Scott have said, hey, you know, I like these guys. This is what a lot of people at LSU want to happen. Sure, sure. It's a, it's, 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 it's a good point. It's a, it's a good observation. Okay. Let's see here. I want to make sure I'm not missing out on anyone. Dedron Ricks wants uh, the bag. Uh, and that's part of it. You know, I also think Brian Kelly, when he took this job, there is, and, and this is, and Kenneth, good to see you. David, good to see you. All right. T Mills in here. What's up, man? T Mill, I need to text back, brother. Uh, I think I saw King Ulysses the Great. I've seen a lot of you in here. Uh, let me let me bring something up that I think it's 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 very important here. All right. When you take the job at LSU, this is a good part about being at LSU. Is people want to be here. Coaches want to be here. All right. This is why when there were others saying, hey, I I think Brian Kelly's going to retain Matt House. Um, and when you know there there was people that say, well, who, who can what what can we really do? We can't really buy out Matt House's contract. We got we got we have all this money uh, that we have to pay, and you know, including myself with the Bo Davis thing, it's like God, I don't know if Bo Davis is really going to come over because how much more money could he get? Well, the truth is, LSU's got money, and the second thing is Bo Davis. You don't think Texas had enough money to match what LSU was going to pay him? They do, and they would have happily paid it. People want to be here. All right. That's the bottom line. Coaches want to be here. Players want to be here. And, you know, Brian Kelly understands that. Um, a lot of really powerful and successful coaches want to coach here. Now, let's go to Drew with the super. Uh, Carter, how hard did it get? Just get for outside cool schools to recruit in Louisiana. All right. It just got very hard. It was already hard, but it just got very hard. And I know some of your nasty minds are going to clip that and 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 mean that into oblivion. I'm not even going to say the word that you guys <laughs> know what a lot of you would say. Uh, but the truth is. LSU just assembled one of the best recruiting staffs they've ever had. Okay. Now I see a few Bama fans are, are creeping in here. Good to see you guys. 
a few uh, a few of you have asked me about my thoughts and what's going on at Alabama. So we'll get to that here in just a moment. But I will follow up here on Drew. Um, you know, for the elite guys, with the coaching being as good as it is right now at LSU, there are going to be a lot of elite guys that will be able to take and make more money to go elsewhere. But will take the discount, per se, um, to coach at LSU. All right? And that's a very good thing. And the next thing I, I, I would also mention about that is Brian Kelly's also made it a point that regional high school recruiting is going to be uh, the base work for this program. All right? Now, as far as what Alabama is doing, it is important because Alabama, of course, is, you know, the gold standard in the SEC West. Well, the SEC West is no longer. And it is interesting now that Kalen DeBoer got hired um, and Nick Saban has retired. A lot of things just happened in the SEC to where the Alabama game has become way less relevant than it ever has at LSU, okay? There is going to be some regression at Alabama with Kalen DeBoer, okay? He's not going to be as good as Nick Saban. It is going to be near impossible for anybody to be as good as Nick Saban. Nick Saban has not lost more than three games in a season in over a decade, okay? He is the best coach of all time for a reason, okay? Modern era, it's him or Urban Meyer, okay? So... Yeah, you know, th there's going to be some backtracking, if you will. I like the OCDC combo that they've gotten. I love Ryan Grubb a lot. Uh, Womack, uh, the Southern Alabama coach who knows Kalen DeBoer really well, he's going to be their defensive coordinator. Obviously, the recruiting is going to dip some because if you go from the greatest recruiter of all time to someone who's new to the region, that's going to happen. All right. Um, there's still going to be a good program. I, from an Alabama perspective, I do think the calendar bowler hire is a really good one. You know, I've, um, I've tweeted a gazillion times over the past couple of months on my at card of the power Twitter account that calendar bower is a special head coach, special, special, special. All right. So yeah, I, 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 I think Alabama did a really good job building you know, an OCDC head coach combo that a lot of people are going to like. And DeBoer has been one of the best head coaches in all levels of football. And now he's going to be at one of the best programs in college football. So they're still going to be um, very important. But, you know, these last couple of seasons surrounding the Alabama game, I have made it a point to release a podcast version of how much the Alabama rivalry is going to fall off, even if Nick would have stayed at Alabama, for a couple of reasons. Number one is the 12-team playoff. Okay, the 12-team playoff is here to stay. So it is not a do-or-die game for us anymore. Okay, the second thing is the divisions are gone. So there's no longer an SEC West and an SEC East. If that's the case, we're no longer directly competing versus Alabama for an SEC West slot. Okay, so the extended playoff and all of that, this 
importance of going up against Alabama was already losing power, and now they lose the most important person in their program's history. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see where um, we'll, we'll see where Alabama's going to go. All right. Now, roster retention is going to be interesting. I would also say this. Um, and Fitzpatrick, we'll get to this one in just a second. I did think what transpired with Robinson, the defensive back coach, going to Georgia was very interesting. I actually read a really long story on this last night from a Georgia media member, Graham Coffey, on how all of that actually went down. I won't get into it because this isn't an Alabama show, but Cliff Notes' version is the D-back coach from Alabama went to Georgia. A lot of his mentors are on Georgia staff. DeBoer didn't want to make him the D.C. from the get-go. Then DeBoer had him back to bring to interview him for the potential head D.C. job. And then Robinson didn't want to wait and still ended up picking Georgia anyway. So that's the story in a nutshell. And this is what coaching in the SEC is like. Okay. And with all due respect to the Pac-12, now Big Ten, whatever the hell it is now, um, this is a different level when it comes to a dog-eat-dog world. All right. And one thing I would say about Kirby Smart and why I think Kirby Smart is still far and away the best coach and far and away the best program in the sport, is he understands the zero-sum nature of college football. Uh, my good buddy Jay Bud Davis made this um, comment a while ago. You notice what Kirby does, all right? And this is crazy to me. He takes a lot of transfers from teams he plays against, okay? He took one from Mississippi State. He played Mississippi State. Next year, he takes Ron Rod Thomas, their best receiver. Plays Missouri. Next season, takes Dominic Lovett. This season, who's our highest profile transfer? Florida's best offensive player, Etienne. Okay? Nick Saban leaves. Guess what he does? He poaches the most coveted assistant on that staff. Kirby is cutthroat. He is willing to slit your throat uh, in order to win. And that's what it takes. You know, the one thing I the one thing I would say about Corey Raymond is he understands this. All right. This is a brutal, brutal job coaching in the SEC. Brutal. Now I'm not saying it's not hard everywhere else. It's hard as hell. I can argue it is harder than ever to be a group of five program because you got head coaches taking DC jobs at Alabama. So there is nothing harder than uh, group of five coaches. Okay. So there you go. Now, uh, if you guys don't mind, um, uh, it's important when we do comment in here to not comment a gazillion times. Okay. Uh, let the chat breathe a little bit. Okay. Um, because it does become hard to read and for some to comment because they don't want to butt in. All right, let's go to Fitzpatrick here. Any news on transfer portal defensive alignment? Nothing for me uh, to report to you just yet. 
Uh, I don't really know a whole lot when it comes to visits. I think one thing Fitzpatrick to keep in mind, um, it is very important. Um, that Bo Davis just got here, all right? And Bo's probably got his preference for the type of DTs he wants uh, at LSU. We just got our ends coach in, and we just got our defensive coordinator in. So it obviously depends on what type of player that they're looking for. Um, is he a scheme fit for what we want to do? All right? So we'll go to Chance. Jaleel Muhammad. Is a DT to keep an eye on. Chance, one of our sharp, uh, sharpest viewers in here. Okay. Everybody, welcome. Bond is him. Yo, that tiger shirt looks very zesty, buddy. Yeah. Whatever that means. Huh? 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 Uh, sure. It, uh, I guess that means you like it. All right. Bond is him. No, Davis sucks at recruiting. I'm a Texas fan, and Bo didn't even recruit Sweat and Murphy. But please let me know what you mean by Zesty. Because you must really know what that means uh, if you say that. Let's go to Shane. Where the hell did all this Ole Miss NIL money come from? Yeah, I mean, this is just uh, kind of like what Florida State went through last year. Florida State put the foot on the gas pedal and um, and and said, "Look, this was our year," and they were right. You know, they had a six-year quarterback. Uh, they, they went and got offensive line help. They went and got Keon Coleman. They went and got the best DT in the portal. They got the best uh, corner in the portal. Um, yeah, they, they did a good job in the portal, and, and Ole Miss is trying to do the same thing here. They just got one of our really good players. So when it's time to go all in with uh, a year three quarterback, Lane getting the money that he's getting, this should be your year. They've got a very soft schedule opening. The good thing for us when it comes to Ole Miss Shane is we get them at a good spot on the on the calendar. Okay. Pro River Fury says we have not got one Alabama transfer, and we can use any defensive players that they have like Downs. Okay. So you should get a Longhorn shirt, man. So this is you saying that a young Longhorn shirt is, or so are you saying a Longhorn shirt would be zesty? No matter what, we know Texas, the state of Texas, what are they known for? What is one thing we know about Texas? They love to choke in the playoff. Okay. That's all I know about Texas. That's why Bo Davis didn't want to stay at Texas. He was like, well, 
if, if we're going to choke in the playoff, then we need to go somewhere else. I give Steve Sarkeesian a lot of credit. I mean, this guy's one of the best play callers of all time. Okay. So there you go. And there's nothing wrong with zestiness. Whatever you want that word to mean. Let's see here. I sound like Kirby. Man, I'm just going to tell you this. If you take out roads and speed limits and and chargers, uh, the charger just got discontinued. There's nothing stopping Kirby. Okay. Accurate Texas evaluation. Claude, welcome to the channel. I, I, and, and please forgive me because you guys know I'm a huge DeMond Clark fan. Huge DeMond Clark fan. But what the hell happened, Cowboys Nation? I know some of you are Cowboys fans. Cowboys, I don't know why you'd be a Cowboys fan. Morris Claiborne was like one of the surest locks to be a good NFL player. Went to Dallas, sucked. Sucked. I'm sure Morris Claiborne, if he went to any one of the other 31 teams, he would have been a good player. But you go to Dallas, you suck. Hmm. So, Damon Clark, if you're watching, watch Damon Clark just secretly be a big PHL fan and him just say, well, F you, bro. I'm done. I was getting ready to ask if I can come on your channel. Um, and, you know, sorry, man. Cowboys fold, man, in the playoffs every single year. Okay? Every single year. Okay? So, there you go. Now, here's something else I'll mention. To Chance's uh, point, I did just get a text from someone who I consider to be pretty plugged in, and I didn't see it. Uh, this was actually sent a little bit before my stream. Uh, it was actually a tape of Jaleel Muhammad. Juco DT. So maybe I should watch this. I, I'm telling you. Chance is one of our sharpest viewers. That's some good stuff right there, Chance. I really did. I would, I would so I can block the contact. Oh, actually, I, I can't block the contact. But I honestly did. That's, that's good stuff. It was a link to Jaleel Muhammad's huddle tape. So it might be, um, I don't know, it might just be a coincidence. You, you might be this person, Chance, and you're living a double life. I don't know. <laughs> Rick that is so funny heard Jerry Jones is moving the franchise to the Philippines and he's changing the name to
this. He's changing the name to this. Ha, 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 ha. Rick, you silly goon. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's go. Let's go. The manila folders. So this is crazy. This just came across um, the news wire here. John Harbaugh has just interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Atlanta Okay, have been pure poverty. Okay, twenty-eight to three, not winning a Super Bowl. Julio Jones, all these things. Okay, and in the last forty-eight hours, they have interviewed Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. In the last forty-eight. Okay. The Falcons. And what do the Saints say? We're going to run it back with Dennis freaking Allen. We're going to run it back. But guess what? Hey. We fired Pete Carmichael. It's, 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 everything's going to be good. We fired Pete Carmichael. Really? God, dude, these this last 72 hours as a supporter of the New Orleans Saints has been tough. It's been so tough. You mean to tell me the Falcons can fire Arthur Smith and they interview Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick? The Falcons? And we're going to say it with De- Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen. Give me Tim Allen. Over Dennis Allen. Give me home improvement. Tim Allen. Give me to infinity and beyond Tim Allen. Over Dennis Allen. Richard, good to see you, man. Ray Allen, give me Jesus Shuttlesworth. Okay. 
Corey Raymond hired, according to LD88. It is official. Chill tiger shirt, man. Okay. How about a block? Imagine jumping on my channel for the first time and telling me to chill. On my channel. On my channel. TLV, good to see you. I like what? Good to have you back, Christian. St. Tammany. Dude, St. Tammany rolls off the tongue better than any parish in Louisiana. St. Tammany. That is just that is that is just a beauty. It just it just flows, man. Flows like progressive. St. Tammany. Laura Efferson says, fire Dennis Allen, save the Saints, free the Saints. I love Tyron Matthew. Hell, have Tyron Matthew be a player coach at this point. Okay. Tyron Matthew. I do too. I do too. All right. But ain't nothing like St. Tammany. What's up, Dev? Good to see you, man. Now he was blind, man. He 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 came in here calling calling people names. That's okay. It's I, I'm telling you, it and it, it never fails. The people with the anonymous profiles are the ones that talk the most trash. Let's go to T time. Please name all the DBs Corey Raymond developed versus Ron, who you consider DBU godfather, and tell me who really is a DBU godfather. Also, tell me when exactly did LSU fans start saying DBU. Okay, so, all right, this gets into semantics, all right? For me, I I always consider the, like, the godfather is different from the person who solidified the brand, all right? To me, the guy I point to that deserves the single most praise for the reputation of DBU is Patrick Peterson. Now, that does not mean he's the most popular. Tyron Matthew is the most popular. That's not even in debate. All right. But Patrick Peterson mentored Tyron Matthew, both in college and in the NFL. All right. Um, Patrick Peterson is what really made LSU DBU, right? Now, Tyron Matthew took it to another level, and Tyron Matthew made it 
so unbelievably cool with the nickname, the honey badger and all that stuff. So for me, it's not even a Ron Cooper versus Corey Raymond kind of thing. I, I just attribute a lot of the success to Patrick Peterson. Now, I've not talked to Patrick uh, since the LSU-Wisconsin opener. I do give Patrick a lot of the credit, though. All right, I talked to Patrick a lot when we were both there, so it could just be my bias. Now, if you were to list who had the better list of DBs, then it is a Ron Cooper versus, obviously, um, Corey Raymond debate. Now, some of them coach both. Like Corey, of course, coached Eric Reed, and Ron Cooper also coached um, E. Reed. So, uh, you know, it's obviously close. Corey had some longevity on him, so he had, you know, a longer time. So, uh, you know, there really isn't a gap between the two of them, if you ask me, though, right? But Ron Cooper's not coming back to coach LSU. It is Corey Raymond. I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that was probably the most legendary battles. To be fair, Julio got, you know, his own, but, you know, his big play versus LSU came with Patrick Peterson got hurt, and we had to put a backup in. And that backup ended up being a safety, a great safety, uh, by the way. But still. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know what Tyron Matthews' plans are after playing. I do think Tyron wants to play next season, though. I don't think he's hanging it up. I, 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 I think Tyron's going to play uh, for the Saints next year. And he should. Uh, but I don't think T Time said that he doesn't think he can't develop. Now, let's see. We are close to the hundo to give out another Jaden Daniels print tonight. We are 25 US dollars away from. Another uh, – we are another 25 away from reaching that mark. Yeah, safety is a is a hard position, very hard position. So there you go. Only one is known as the parish. Huh? 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 The Parish. My roommate was from The Parish. I love it.
Carter, what do I think about LSU and Texas in the SEC championship game for 2024? That would be a very sexy matchup, right? Uh, two pocket quarterbacks, uh, two schools that struggled defending uh, the pass last year. Hopefully both will be better next year versus the pass. Also two schools that don't play each other on the regular season schedule next year. So yeah, I would love to see it. Okay. I think one of the biggest adjustments, uh, Sibley next year is LSU and Oklahoma playing on rivalry week. Now, once again, that's not going to be permanent, but it is very interesting. Um, Jesse said, Carter, you need to make an all-Tiger team one day with the greatest at every position. It's really hard to do that, man. Really, really, really hard. Just know on my all-time team, one of my starting linebackers will be Derry Beckwith. I'm kidding. I did like Derry a lot. I thought you said two-pocket quarterback instead of two-pocket quarterbacks. Two-pocket quarterback? Both quarterbacks with their NIL deals will be getting money. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do an all-time great LSU team tonight. Uh, it's always very popular when I do, but that's more of an all-season topic. And uh, LSU does not play Georgia next season. Alabama does, though, so good luck. I think Georgia's going to be Georgia's going to be really good next year. Shocking. <laughs> uh, they're really good this year. I was shocked at how good they were this year. All right. I was shocked. All right. Uh, Grant says right tackle of the all-time team. Okay. Hot take. By the end of next year, it'll be Emory Jones. Come at me. That's my hottest take. But honestly, you know, if you were doing that, it would be you would just put Whitworth at one and then Lyle Collins at the other. Um, Or you would do Whitworth at one, Will Campbell at the other, and then slide uh, uh, Lyle Collins at one of the guards. But Lyle Collins would have to be somewhere on the offensive line. So there you go. We go to Rodney. Appreciate you. Safety is harder than playing corner. Now, let me check this for myself, LD88. And I know you've been rocking with me for a while, LD88. Okay. Uh, there has not been an official announcement of a quarter images yet from the LSU account. 
So just because Sports Illustrated is saying it uh, doesn't mean anything. All right. I think Corey Raymond will happen. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not official, and this is important. It's not really official until the official accounts tweet it out. Okay. Because when the official accounts do it, that means the contract has been pretty much signed. Okay. So, oh, Charles, welcome, man. Good to see you. All right. I do love the doggo. Welcome to the channel, Charles. Rodney, I really appreciate your supers. Every time you're on here, your super chat, it goes a long way. Okay. So, please be careful, especially if I'm live, if you say something is official. Okay. Because uh, the words do matter. Safety is harder than playing corner. No, I, I do think corner is harder. Okay. Now, obviously, your defense that you play in is, is tough. It makes it, makes different positions harder than others. Okay. But you have to do more things at safety. Physically, playing safety has a tougher toll on your body than playing corner. Okay? Because obviously, you know, there's just bigger hits when you have to fill the run. Okay? So, there you go. Well, I, uh, and Rick, thank you for uh, the super. I, I, I do want to address this really quickly. Okay? It's not a, it's not a, because this happened a few weeks ago on Tiger Droppings with the Blake Baker thing. All right. I was on the stream, got a text that this is, this was probably going to happen. Okay. And I had a long pause because I said, hey, this is probably the direction that they're going to go. I am not a reporter. Okay. Sometimes you get really good information. Then I got posted on Tiger Droppings that, Carter is reporting that this is going to happen. Sometimes you get really good information, and it did happen. Okay, it did happen, but you know, reporters get things wrong. It's a tough business to be in in the scoop uh, business. But when I'm live, it's really hard to react to this kind of stuff. Okay. Very good question here. Rick, do I think the delay in hiring offensive coordinator is due to the target still coaching or working on a deal for Sloan and Hankton? Definitely more the latter than the former. Okay. Now, we have not discussed Tommy Reese really at all uh, tonight. I'll go a little bit deeper into that tomorrow. Once again, we are going live at 5 Central tomorrow because – we do have some basketball tipping off at six. Okay. And, um, and there you go. The money is going to be very interesting for, for Sloan and Hankton, right? Uh, you know, both of them are compensated really well right now, but they are getting promotions. So they should rightfully after coaching, you know, one of the best offenses of all time, they should, rightfully want more money if their responsibilities are going to go up, which it will, right, with Mike Dimbrock going uh, to Notre Dame. So 
I do think it's going to be Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton. And I I do want this uh, to, to, to be clear. I, I don't think Brian Kelly should bring in Tommy Reese to be the offensive coordinator. I don't think so. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of Joe Sloan already being in place. I, I just think the direction that we're going under Joe Sloan is a rising star. I understand coaching one bowl game uh, versus a team that had a lot of opt-outs compared to co- coaching a full season is a completely different thing. But I, I think that I think they should roll with Joe Sloan as a guy. I do. All right. And yeah, he could be hired uh, uh, as a consultant. Okay. Now, please, once again, do not spam the chat. All right. Please, um, one comment at a time, if you can. Um, please don't do it. Okay. Huh? <laughs> huh? Uh, it's it's okay to to comment, but um, please do it somewhat sparingly because I want to be able to read as many as I possibly can. Timer East could be hired as a consultant. Yes, he he could be brought in um, as an analyst. And Tommy is just getting very unlucky that very late in the cycle, uh, the head coach he was coaching for decided to retire. Okay. Uh, it's rare that that happens. Coaches rarely do retire. They either get fired or promoted. All right. Um, so there you go. And first timers like Charles, please get your questions in. Let's go to LD88. Yeah, we, we touched on the Ryan Williams uh, story a little bit earlier. So... There you go. Uh, the way I understand it, Mythic, is I, I don't think LSU's in it for Desmond Ricks, but we'll see. You know, with with DB news being the way that it is, it can always change, right? Yeah, I wouldn't either, Jesse. SMC says Tyron Matthew is going to be an LSU defensive coach after he retires from the NFL. Yeah, I don't know what Tyron's going to do. I I know him being a coach is something that probably interests him, but nobody knows what Tyron's going to do. I do think him being a big family man, um, he'll probably want to spend some time with his family from being on the NFL grind for so long and then probably want to get into coaching. And... uh, yeah, you know, that would be awesome as a huge Iron Matthew fan that he's back coaching with LSU. Okay. Now, we are roughly 20 away from giving out another Jaden Daniels photo here. But yeah, you know, as far as uh, DBs, Let me see. 
Now, I do want to include this from one of my favorite um, sports betting experts. This is from Brad Powers. Okay. The opening line for LSU versus USC has been released. Okay. Now, if you want to guess what the opening line, uh, Jared, thank you for a super. I really appreciate that. If you want to guess what the opening line for LSU versus USC will be. Give it your best shot right now. And we'll take a look at the poll question. Okay. Grade this higher of Corey Raymond returning to LSU. 49% of you give it an A. Okay. A lot of three and a halfs in here. So far, this has been the most accurate. Kai Dad twenty eight twenty two is um close. He's close. He's closer than anyone uh, up to this point. Okay. So, yeah, it's um, minus six. LSU is uh, favored by six points over USC. So, there you go. It's crazy. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that big. Apparently, Vegas doesn't have a whole lot of respect for Miller Moss, and they love them. Some Garrett Nussmeyer. Um, you know, I think part of what goes into these Vegas projections are the numbers from last season. And um, LSU's, obviously, advanced numbers on offense were really good. Okay. Now... I do want to include one interesting anecdote. I think a lot of you won't really like this. Um, This was also sent to me. This was tweeted out during the stream. So once again, I do think Corey Raymond will be the guy. Um, Dwight McLaughlin. 
He was rated as the number one DB, according to Pro Football Focus. Interesting. Should have never let him go. So Corey Raymond was never let go. Do we still have Dwight McLaughlin on LSU? Probably so. Okay. McLaughlin's a really good football player. But he didn't fit in. So, there you go. The overs. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so it is LSU uh, favored by six. I, I would have had LSU around here. So, around three to three and a half. Whole new defensive staff bowl. New quarterback bowl. New quarterback bowl who had an amazing first start in a bowl game bowl. Okay. One more thing on the on the safety versus corner thing. I'm still getting a few messages. Uh, I see Charlie uh, messaging at safety's harder. I would say if you're a team that plays a lot of quarters, safety's harder. Okay. Uh, safety's definitely harder, in my opinion, if you play a lot of quarters. Um, if you play a lot of man, depending on your athleticism, the corner's probably harder. But some corners will tell you that they prefer to play man than they prefer to play zone. And then a lot of zone coverage turns into man coverage anyway. And there you go. All right, here's we're going to do the next five to ten. We're going to take as many questions as we possibly can. If you do Super Chat, we'll keep it going. It's been a fun, fun, fun live chat here. I'll, I'll if I get another super chat, I will happily next time I see him pay per view. 
fist fight this guy. Got a great dog. I, I won't I won't mess with Bozeman. But if I ever see you again, it's on. <laughs> Stop breathing into the mic. Just see Pappin right into it. I've actually been checking Twitter a thousand times, seeing if LSU football uh, is 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 going to actually release this. Uh, this live stream has been crazy. Our numbers have been crazy recently, um, and uh, I appreciate it. Good to see so many of you. Good to see one of the kings of PHL. I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. Van Lathen? Is that how you say Lathen? Chance, that's a good point. LSU baseball preseason number four. Shout out Jay Johnson. Now, Hayden Travinsky. Oh, Grant, Grant says he's Grant says he's stepping. Grant says he's stepping. <laughs> oh man, it's good to see Van. The question is with 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 Van. I know Van is a is a big fan of the person I'm about to mention. Okay. When will Matt Mock make his return to PHL? When will he be back? Guess we gotta wait and see about allowing. Grant said it's on site. But it, one thing, I, one thing I'll say, it's very interesting about the quarantine thing. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. When you don't say a thousand percent glowing things that I am, uh, that I that, that I'm a hater. Okay. And I'm used to that. Okay. It would behoove me to just say only positive things. I have nothing to lose if I only say positive things. Okay. But you know, I I, I would be dishonest. I don't I don't like being dishonest. Okay. Um it's it's part of it. It's part of it. Okay. I'm excited, though. It is a very good day to be an LSU Tiger fan. It has been a very good couple of weeks. All right. A million years ago. A million years ago. Mike Dimbrock left LSU. It felt like that. All right. It has felt like that. So, there you go. There you go. Tomorrow. I hope it works out. But Dave Bartu should join us. CFB Matrix. His job is to evaluate assistant coaches. He'll join us tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central. We are going live at 5 p.m. Central tomorrow. Okay, it is earlier than normal. 
But LSU basketball tips off at six. I've had a few requests to move it to five. I want to move it to five as well. So there you go. Now, a few other LSU football-related things. I do think the Jacobian Guillory news was expected, but it's good that he's back. I do agree we need to get after some DTs in the portal. Um, I would also tell you this. You can work around not having the best DTs in the world. You do need numbers, though. Okay? Um, you know, I, 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 I share this when chatting with Van privately, but and when I chat with a lot of you in the Discord as well, one thing that I like to talk about is something called playable depth. So what does playable depth mean? How many guys do you feel comfortable with when it comes to playing some snaps? All right. So. When it comes to playing some snaps, that's where I have issues, all right? Now, there's a difference between playable and above average to great, okay? Um, how many great players do we currently have on this LSU defense? Yeah, it's, kind of, it's tough to say. Obviously, Harold Perkins is one of those guys if he's on and used properly, but – you know, outside of that, there's players that we like a lot. So we'll see. Mike, who, okay. <laughs> Mike Jones. I will say the hardest I have laughed. I'd, the worst thing you can do is when I'm done doing my LSU stuff, I just check Twitter, I check social media, and I I have never laughed at a sports-related tweet this season, or this year, it's still early, but this month on Twitter, uh, this was last night I saw this, <laughs> uh, someone said the Super Bowl that they want to see is Houston versus the Houston, Texas versus the Detroit Lions. And <laughs> somebody tweeted out that that sounds good, <laughs> but could you imagine what this would do to the lean industry? <laughs> I have never laughed harder <laughs> in my life than that single tweet. <laughs> Never in my life. <laughs> Never, never in my life have I laughed that hard. Uh, and it's funny considering uh, the coolest photo I've taken this past year was when my wife and I took a photo with Paul Skeens. And I did have a double cup of cranberry and vodka, but it looked 
like the the good stuff um, because I had it double cupped. <laughs> I had it, I had the double cup because I all when when I'm drinking a mixed drink, I always have two styrofoam cups so I can remix when I want to. Um, but they said the Super Bowl would become the lean bowl, the that walk bowl. <laughs> oh man, I might be the only person I found that funny, but still, um, they said it'd be Paul Wall and Eminem joining Usher in the halftime show. Uh, that would actually be pretty co- pretty cool. Mike Jones, uh, the real Mike Jones, that two a one three three. Oh, hey, zero, zero, foe, Mike Jones. I got a photo with Mike Jones uh, on the internet somewhere. Oh, my dad with Joe Burrow. That was funny. Actually, I still have the video here. I won't play it now. Joe was really cool with us. We actually um, spent some time with him briefly off camera. And... um, Joe was unbelievably graceful uh, to us with his precious time. So that was really cool. Um, definitely top five moment uh, for me. So there you go. I got to start figuring out how I'm going to get to Vegas. I'll be traveling a bunch. Might be going to Austin here in a few weeks. Oof. Going to Dallas soon. And for those that don't know, Matt Mock, the real Matt Mock didn't join us. Just want to get that out there because there's going to be a lot of you looking for that interview. Carter had Matt Mock on the channel. It was a joke. But Matt Mock was a beast. I would love to have him on the channel. I've always found it interesting, though, um, the Matt Mock-Nick Saban relationship. And Jacques Doucet has done a really good job chronicling that, how it, it wasn't always the best relationship. It's always been interesting. Always been interesting. So there you go. Now, I got a few more things for you. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Oh, come on, Brian. You know the answer to that. Dr. Matt Mock. My daughter just knocked something down the lint trap on the dryer. Guess he's gets to take a dryer apart at 1010. Okay. So this is this is very funny you mentioned this, Jared. So the guy next door's house caught on fire because of his dryer. Okay. So immediately we um we, we started to take our dryer apart and we could not take it apart. 
and we can clean we can clean the lint screen off. But isn't there shouldn't there be a a way you can take apart the dryer to where you can really get all that lint out? So if you haven't already, really clean your lint screen because that thing could catch fire. Bun B and Slim Thug. Rick wants to do a PHO meetup in Vegas. Well, I think I think we got to, huh? There should be a trap door on the back. The back of the dryer comes off and you clean it out from the back. But the thing is, is there's like a lot of lint under the lint screen. You know what I'm saying? Like in like the crevice, like down in there. So I guess you could still take it out from the back. I don't know. I'm the worst handyman of all time. Let's go to TJ. See, just got off work. That's okay, man. I know you have a tough job. So I apologize if you already touched on this. I've not touched on this. I've touched on Jacoby Glory uh, briefly. Uh, I do have to share the bad news, though, that uh, Jefferson, Justin, say Justin, Jordan Jefferson is going to the NFL. So I wish he was coming back. But he can't. Sean Washington, a solid group of DT. So at this point, the DT room, if LSU was playing a game today, the starting defensive tackles would be Jacoby and Guillory and Jalen Lee. And Sean Washington would probably be DT3 and DT number four uh, would be probably Dominic McKinley if they played today. So obviously... Not the deepest group, very inexperienced group. But, uh, you know, the, I, I will tell you this, that there are times where the LSU staff felt like Jalen Lee was good enough to play in the SEC. And he's played some in Florida. Okay. Um, didn't really work out. You know, his Florida tape was okay. Um, big guys got the size to play. And Brian Kelly even mentioned him in a, in a press conference. Um, just out of nowhere. So hopefully Jalen Lee takes that huge step forward. Um, you know, maybe Paris Sheehan slides in. Okay. This would be my only thing about the Paris Sheehan thing. All right. Is, you know, I would prefer him to slide in. But there was an interview he did with Preston Guy. And he said he is an end. He is an edge player. So that might not be something that he wants to do. I would like him to, though. Parrish and very up and down season, if you ask me this year. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it was a tough year for uh, the the transfer 
defensive front class that we brought in. Just our entire defensive front seven. There really wasn't one that was spectacular. Um, a lot of those guys were good in spurts, right? There was times where Ovi made big plays. There was times where Swinson made some absolutely colossal plays. There were some times where Jordan Jefferson looked like, uh, you know, Drake Nevis out there. But it it never really gelled, just the overall front. So there you go. Now zero. That's it's probably my favorite. Man, I'm like Linux. I'm strong to the finish. I'm like a ghetto Popeye, but I don't need spinach. That is such a great line. Man, I'm like, man, it's just, it's just chef's kiss. Man, I'm like Linux. I'm strong to the finish. I'm like a ghetto Popeye, but I don't need spinach. So, yeah, let's talk some Ryan Williams again. Thank you, Roby, for the super. Roby's in Alabama, so shout out to you. I think he's coming in for a visit. Word is he's friends with the Flock family. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't. So, Roby, of course, has a lot of sources in Alabama. And I know that would thrill you. Obviously, Alabama's been a good place for LSU to recruit. Some guys have worked out. Some guys have not. Obviously, Quan Alexander is a very famous Alabama example. Neil Farrell. Also as well. So, yeah, I mean, Ryan Williams, of course, would be one of the highest profile Alabama recruits we've ever brought in. Maybe the highest profile Alabama recruit. Word is he's friends with the Flott family. So, there you go. Is one of the original riders, Jay Hill, on the Nuss Bus. Uh, day one Nuss Busser. Well, I will say this, you know, it's, it's, and, and I've always been a fan of Gary Nussmeyer, and obviously there's people that clo are close to him that watch the channel. Um, I've always liked Nuss, you know, but I am glad we stuck it out with Jaden. Yeah, so Julian Lewis is a 2026. Now, I don't know. Maybe he reclassified to 2025. Uh, so I don't know. So it, I, what, one quick thing. I know Roby um, normally super chats a Pelican's question. And so I'll wait. Um, actually, I'll go on and, and get, to, get to the Pelicans. Because I know Roby... Likes to tune in at the end because we'll talk some Pels, Saints, and other stuff here at the end. Okay. 
Jay Russ from Alabama. Shout out Mobile. Yeah. That's another great one. That's a good point. Um, you know, the Pelicans are starting to get under my skin. They really are. I don't care that they got blown out by the Nuggets. Don't care. Uh, I like the fact that they go on the road and they beat Dallas without any of their best guys. And then in the MLK game yesterday, you fall apart. We still don't play the best lineups. Okay. And, you know, it just seems like our coaching and our starting lineup, a lot of it's just not jiving together. Zion's not been a premium player. Brandon Ingram's had, the, you know, an up and down season. It's frustrating. It's it's very, very frustrating uh, that we can't get to that next level. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. All right. I, I will admittedly say I don't watch as much Pelican stuff until uh, every bit of football is done. Right. You know, when things ease up, I'm able to sit and watch more Pelicans games. But, man, this team is starting to hurt my soul. It is starting to hurt my soul. And we and we got a winning record. But, man, it, it's, it is tough sledding. Okay. So, Julian Lewis reclassified yesterday. Okay. I forgot TJ's a huge Pelicans fan. So uh, we'll get into that. Obviously, for those that don't know, TJ actually lives in the DFW area. So you spent your hard-earned money, and you're able to avoid the Friday game where uh, we didn't play our best players. So there you go. Um, yeah, so obviously Jonas is on the back end of the career, uh, a really good career. But let's be honest. We are in a tough spot. Okay. I, I, Willie is just too defensive minded as a coach. Okay. And the people that really follow this team, like the Shimmit Browns of the world, um, they, they, they're tweeting about this all the time. Our lineups don't make sense. We don't play the game the way that the game should be played in the modern era. Okay? Now, Willie Green knows way more about basketball than I'll ever know about anything. But the lineups have got to get better. Our lineup selection uh, seems to be strange. Ruby follows up, says Pelican should have let go someone because of the luxury tack. tack. Should we trade Brandon Ingram? Uh, it would depend on what you would get in return. I'll tell you this. I'm glad they did not go through with whatever the Scoot Henderson trade was going to be. Um, I know that was just like lightly rumored, but man, we would, something is, is, is got to be done. I do think I, I do think the lineups need to, to, to get switched up, all right? And maybe, you know, just for so long, we just overrated defense. 
All right. The best thing to do when you're winning is to keep the foot on the gas pedal. Okay. You know, this, this drives me freaking crazy. This drives me crazy when underdogs do this. Like, one of the best game plans I have ever seen was a few years ago when Ohio State beat LSU um, in, in women's basketball in the, um, in the tournament. And ironically, that loss created a chain reaction, which led to Angel Reese in our national championship because Ohio State had Kateri Poole. She fell in love with the environment at LSU. She transferred to LSU, and then Angel Reese followed. Okay? At least that's how the story goes. Still, one thing I was kind of lost in that game was when Ohio State had this big lead on LSU, and we had a better team than they did, they did not stop. They kept scoring. They didn't do what a lot of these teams do where they go five wide and they try and dribble out the clock. Okay. When you have a lead, you do not want to change anything you're doing. You don't want to start playing conservative defense unless you're up by a lot and it's impossible for them to come back. And you also don't want to stop playing aggressive offense like the Packers. They opened up their playbook in the third quarter. A lot of coaches would say, well, I want to hide some things. We got to beat San Francisco next week. No. You know, Dallas is one of the best offenses in the NFL. So what did Green Bay do? They went for the freaking jugular. They ran that little tight end out and up for the jugular touchdown. That's a play they really haven't run. And it would have been nice to save that play for the 49ers. But guess what? If you're up by a lot, the best thing you can do for your team is to keep effing going. A lot of coaches, that's why I give Matt LaFleur a lot of credit. They would say, well, Aaron Jones has a hot hand. The game is in Texas where he's from, and he's killed the Cowboys every time. No, that's what the Cowboys want you to do. Okay, so why do I say all this? Well. Willie Green, you get a big lead, he'll take his shooters off the floor. Why? Okay, why? And it's it's something else in business as well, right? When you get a lot of money, a lot of people will will say, "Well, you you got to save it, got to be conservative, don't spend it." And you're right. Don't spend it on depreciating assets. What you should spend it on is reinvesting in yourself. Okay? You should reinvest in yourself. Okay? Um, You know, recently, I'll tell you this. I did really well this year on Underdog Fantasy. Sign up now. Promo code Carter. Underdog Fantasy. There's... Over-unders you can do, higher lowers, get to an underdog fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. And, you know, you need a lot of luck to, to, to win. But I do a lot of research when I do my picks and 
when I draft my teams on underdog fantasy, I do my research. I take my time. And when I win, um, I'll reinvest some of my winnings into more, um, uh, more drafts and I'll study even harder. I reinvest some of it. Sometimes you'll take some out, but reinvest it, Re- reinvest into your craft. Okay. You don't need to go defensive. I guess I'm staying with Charlie at the Bellagio. I guess I'm staying with Charlie at the Bellagio. Let's go. Yeah, there's no reason for you to be playing Najee over Hawkins unless Hawkins just just becomes a, like such a bad struggling rookie that you're doing a disservice to playing him. But the Birmingham stuff never made sense to me. I'm sorry, it just did not. Now, this is interesting. Ron Roberts, Florida's new defensive coordinator. That is very interesting. It is interesting how many of those Auburn coaches left. I will say this, Ron Roberts coaching with um, what's-his-name again makes sense. And what are the Eagles going to do? Uh Uh-oh. I'm about to take my life earnings and put it on the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Okay? Because the Buffalo Bills just did something inexcusable. Okay? They have released Leonard Fournette. 
By the way, Desmond Ricks to Texas A&M looks like it is happening. I saw a few of you mentioning that. Good for them. Actually, I'm still pulling for Joe Brady, so that's a good point. Load that Camry up to Vegas. Huh? 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 Let's do it. Roby, I'll send you an invite link. Uh, I do remember. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should start taking calls. Nino, welcome. Yes. So the dryer's fixed. That's good. How's the weather going to be in Buffalo? I don't know. So it may be good that Lombardi Lenny's not around. It is crazy, though. Like, Leonard Fournette was just getting crunch time reps versus the Miami Dolphins. And now he's released from the practice squad. I mean... That just shows you how freaking cutthroat the NFL is. It's just crazy. It was getting crunch time reps versus the Dolphins. I would like to see him get another ring, though. I would love to see him get another ring.
A few of you have asked today about the Saints offensive coordinator opening. I really don't know what direction you go in. Okay. I really don't know. Like, here's the issue is which offensive coordinator is going to be really gung-ho about joining the Saints if you think the head coach can get fired in a year? Unless you as an offensive coordinator feel you could come in and take over the next year. Maybe so. LD88 says there's a close game. Okay. I'm pulling it up here. We'll take a few more and then we'll skedaddle. Honestly, feel really good though. I feel like I can go all night. Let's see if I can find it. I'm guessing it's on ESPN. All right. Got it pulled up here. Dang, Arkansas 0-3 in the SEC. They've been getting blown out lately. Yeah, Laura, it doesn't make any sense at all. Josh Allen is already one of the best playoff quarterbacks statistically ever in the SEC. Now, we did hit the hundo mark, so we're already sending out one Jaden Daniels photo. Let's send out another. Send this one out. We almost gave this one out recently. It's got the whole gambit on here. Maybe it is John Gruden, the next OC at LSU. I'd say at LSU. Hopefully not LSU. Uh, with the Saints. And who are we giving this to tonight? Uh. Let's go with Let's go with TJ. TJ, are you still watching? Let me know if you're still watching, TJ. I think you have my number, so text me or DM me on on Discord, Instagram, Twitter. TJ, congratulations. You have won this Jaden Daniels print. There you go.
right, y'all. Shout out to all our super chatters. Milky Dreams, first out the gate, Chef Jeremy, LA Mom, Michael, Sibs, Drew, Fitzpatrick. Um Laura, Grant, Rodney, Rick, Grant, TJ, Roby, Roby. I do believe Sibley once again wins the top super chatter award. Thank you so much, Sibley. It goes a long way helping feed my family. There's either Sibley or Jared, because Jared did hook me up with a few Venmos. I appreciate that. Oh, my God. Texas A&M just hit that three. So there you go. Please. AOTJ, please send me a message with your address. I'm going to send that out, man. Big news. Welcome back, Corey, if everything is signed, sealed, delivered. Obviously, we'll talk more about Coach Olsen. Hopefully, um, if Blake Baker wants it to happen, hopefully it does happen. And we'll talk to you soon. Power, our LSU. And tonight, it's Dear Chili, night two. Let's go. Let's go. 